This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Thursday, September 15th. And when this airs, I will be on my way to the Cycle for the Cause ride, Mark. So I will be um, on the ride up to Massachusetts and um, Friday, which will be tomorrow for all of you guys, it will be the beginning of the three-day, 275-mile ride for the cause. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you just want to say a little like, here's $5, Jill, keep going, that would be great. It's right on the front page of our website. It's going to come down after this ride is over. I think it's probably going to end up coming down as of tomorrow, as of like the the day that the ride starts. But the Cycle for the Cause fundraiser is still active and you will find it at the front door of the JillOnMoney.com website. So um, what are you going to do while I'm riding 275 miles, Mark? Are you going to check in with me? Are you nervous? Uh, I'm going to go to my local establishment and have a couple pints of beer. <laughs> <laughs> you were in training, Mark, for um, for that while you were uh, away this past uh, August. Oh my God! I, let me tell you, when I was in England, I drank so much beer; it's ridiculous. It's a little warm, though, no? Yeah, but I I love a good cask ale, and I met up a couple nights with a couple different friends, and oh my God, had way too many drinks. I mean, that's kind of cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, I'm glad that you had that time. I'm glad that you're um, you've created your training, which is excellent. <laughs> you had to do that, which is very good. Um, so when we get into it with you guys, what is really helpful is that you have like a semblance of like where we're going when we ask you financial questions. So if you've got financial questions that are brewing and you want to talk to us, you go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact us button. You let us know if you want to come on the air live. And if you do, just, if you know, I'm going to ask you like, how much do you earn and what are your goals and what are we trying to accomplish and what are your assets? And so those are the kinds of things. And of course, we'll always ask you about your estate planning. So if you haven't done it, it's okay. We'll, we'll try to figure out how we can help nudge you along. Okay. Cause I think Mark, if the, it's not so great to be like, do it, do it, do it without saying like, well, why aren't you doing it? I think we have to come into the place of like, well, wait a second, what's preventing you from doing it? And it's usually something that's like, I, we can't figure out where the kids go or we, I don't know. What, like, what do you think is the biggest barricade? Um, what is the biggest barricade? I just, I, oftentimes I think it's a topic that people don't want to deal with. Yeah. 
I know. It's just a bummer, right? It's just really a bummer because people are like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with, I don't know. It's, it, but you know, then, so Mark knows this, like I have a very, like I literally have three dear friends who all got cancer diagnoses in the last 45 days. And shockingly, uh, two of them have no estate documents done and they're at the age where they should have done it. And it's just such an awful thing to go through the process of doing your estate planning when you get this terrible diagnosis, right? It's so much, you know, like that's the part that's so horrible for me, which is like kind of like would rather do this when the blank has not hit the fan. So if you're having a problem with that, we'd love to hear from you. We will hold your hands. I promise I'll make you feel slightly guilty, but I'll also make you feel like you can do it. All right. So just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Now, today, Mark, this is fun. We've got a recidivist uh, listener who is going to come on the air with us. His name is Richard. He's from Southern California. Richard, when did you originally come on our sister broadcast on on the Jill on Money show? What When was that? Uh, I believe it would have been November or December of 2020. That's like seems like a million years ago now, doesn't it? It was like the height of the horrible times when we had we didn't know what the hell was going on. We we had no long how long it was going to last. What brought you to the airwaves then, and what can we do for you today? So at, at that time, uh, you know, I had started making good money, and I just wanted to make sure that I was on track for you know some kind of success. So I came on the show and asked for some advice, and uh, here we are again today. Hopefully, I'm a little bit further along in uh, the progress that I've been trying to make. Once again, I'm, I'm asking you for your help, so uh, you know we'll see what we can do. Okay. We're on a two-year plan. I like it. So wh- first of all, Richard, how old are you? Uh, I am 31. Okay. And are you single, partnered, married? Uh, I do have a partner, but we do not live together. That's why they're still partners, Mark. She has her space and I have my space, so it definitely helps. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's either it's either two bathrooms or we don't live together. That's kind of the magic solution there. Okay. How much money do you earn, Richard? Um, so I'm in a sales job, so there is a variable component to it, but mm-hmm. if I hit quota, it's roughly about $180,000, $190,000. Currently, wow. to date, I've made uh, 130 so I'm, I'm tracking well to make quota this year, if not exceed it. So my estimates will be closer to 200000 Wow, that's great. So do you have um, on that income, uh, do you have contributions that you're making into a retirement plan through work or on your own? What do you, are, I don't know, are you employed or self-employed in this job? Yeah, I, I'm employed. Um, it is a sales job. So I, I try to stock away as much as I can when uh, available. But so far this year, I, I've already maxed out the 401k option. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got the HSA going as well. So I've uh, successfully been able to do this with a, a little bit of luck uh, since 2014, where I've been able to max out my, my 401k. So if I can awesome. keep that up for a couple more years, uh, you know, I'll have a nice little runway to, to have the uh, retirement portfolio grow. Nice. I love this. How much money is in the retirement in the 401k plan? So I've had to roll some stuff over because the change of jobs and different employers, but uh, currently at Vanguard, I have about $360,000. And then at the current employer's 401k with the employee stock purchase plan, there's roughly Mm -hmm. $27,000. And then I've got money in a couple different accounts. How much is in the, wait, before we do that, the HSA, how much is in there? HSA, I have roughly $13,000. Okay. And then you have other reti- um, other investment accounts? That is correct. So I've got Betterment. Uh, I, I've got some Robinhood money. I know that you're going to probably 
shake your uh, your finger, wag your finger at me on that one. But okay. that's kind of my safety net, so I don't blow up everything else. Uh, that's funny that you would think Robinhood is your safety net. How much money is in there? Oh man, I know you're going to ask this. Uh, I've got about one hundred and five thousand dollars in there, and it's stocks. It is stocks, but it, it's long term hold stuff. Um, so I don't think I sell anything more than once or twice a year. And that's usually to tax rebalance, but the, okay. the intention is truly buy and hold. How much money is in the Betterment account? I'll get to the stupid Robin Hood account okay. in a second. Okay. How much uh, is in Betterment? Betterment I've got about $66,000 and $6,000 of that is one of the HSA accounts. Let me just talk about the Robin Hood. Are you underwater on these stocks or are you still in the money on these stocks? I'm in the money on most of the stocks actually. And not because I, I've, Decided to uh, get lucky and then you know have some blind luck here and there. Most of the stuff has been growing since uh, 2014 when I started putting some money in. So there's mm-hmm. accounts uh, or stocks like Apple. I've got some S&P. Uh, I've got some QQQ. Mm-hmm. So it really is a little bit more uh, educational for me. Okay. But it's not just day trading on penny stocks or trying to find the, the next hot hot topic to uh, you know shoot to the moon, I guess. What about money in the bank? Money in the bank, uh, roughly about $100,000 because I've been trying to put some money aside for an investment property. And that's uh, one of the, I guess that's the predominant reason that I'm here. Okay. Wait a second. So a hundred grand is in the bank, 66 at Betterment, although some of that is your HSA. So about, so let's just say 160 is the amount that is in non-retirement assets. Then there's the hundred in the bank and then there's this 360 uh, like three ninety ish in retirement stuff and the employee stock purchase, right? So you right now, do you rent or do you own? I currently rent, but it, it's for uh, family matters. So the rent is actually zero, and uh, I'm here taking care of a family member. You're such a good boy. Do you methodically put money into the Robinhood or Betterment account once your 401k and HSA are maxed out, or is it just like when I get a slug of money commission, boom, I put the money in? Uh, similar to dollar cost averaging, every time I get paid, money goes to a couple different accounts. How much money would you guess you're putting into those accounts on an annual basis or a monthly basis? Monthly basis, I could tell you right off the bat, it's probably 1200 bucks into Robinhood. The 401k was matched out in July. Uh, the HSA, I'm doing it you know, by paycheck, so that'll come through at the end of the year. Betterment, are you putting money into or actively or not? about 400 bucks a month or $100 a week. Okay, so you're putting $1,600 a, a month away into these accounts, which is pretty damn good. And so in order to get additional real estate uh, exposure, I also have a Fundrise account, which is roughly $35,000, $36,000. So, I mean, in total, I have about $710, $715, depending on how the market is, uh, net worth. Hmm, that's great. And you're so young. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. 
That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What do you think about the future and how long the $0 rent is going to last? I mean, realistically, uh, maybe two years. And then at that point, do you think you'd want to buy or would you buy this place where you live right now? Like, what do you think could happen? Give me like the scenarios that of, for at least for living. Yeah. So my girlfriend and I are very serious about our relationship. We see ourselves moving together uh, in the future, you know, probably the next three years. That being said, there is an option where there's another house within the family that we could move into and the rent would be either free or very cheap. Um, so we're definitely trying to save mm-hmm. as much money, invest as much money as we can for our future. That way, one day we have the option of no longer working or choosing a lesser paying job that is more fun uh, because of what we've done you know, over the years prior. I don't like that. understand why I have to buy the investment property. I get why you want real estate, which is fine. Like the fundraise is a little bit of a, a taste of that. But I don't know, like it's tough to find a good investment property in this environment. It's almost like we're in the wrong part of the cycle for you to, and, and maybe you're not thinking about that for right now. Maybe you're thinking about that like as a way to, you know, when the market turns, when things ease up. I mean, what do you think about the timing of when you would want to look at, or, or are you already looking at investment properties? No, I'm already looking at investment properties, uh, but it's not on my own. It's not just, you know, me looking at stuff on uh, the MLS or whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a turnkey property manager in Florida that I've been looking at, or at least talking to. And um, you know, everything's fully ingrained with them. They manage everything. They find the tenants for it. But I'm looking at predominantly price appreciation on the house cash flow won't be for a couple of years um you know it might be making 70 bucks a month which isn't anything to write home about but as rents increase and property prices increase uh i'm looking forward to that and then with rates being where they are that doesn't bother me too much because i can always refinance it down in the future but i, I don't know what the market's going to look like three to six months from now or 12 months from now but i feel that i'm comfortable taking on this additional debt uh, and understanding that you know, it may not reward myself for another five years. Mark, what do you think about this? It's not my cup of tea, but I, I get the sense that you know us telling him to invest in a brokerage account and use index funds is probably not going to go over well. I know. Like, what do you think about that? If you're you knew that we were going to say that, so you listen to us. So, what do you think about that idea of like like let's why do we have to do this investment thing right now? Yeah, of course. Um, I don't have a, a real answer. You know, I, I'd like to tell you that this is why or why I'm not doing something. Um, but I guess predominantly I'm looking for like the price appreciation that's hopefully going to give me better returns than just yeah, but something. the price appreciation. You're in the wrong part of the cycle for price appreciation. You know what I mean? Like we've already just had a 20% pop on a year over year basis, probably a 35% pop in the last two years. So like, it's, it's like, talk to me when we're in the, you know, in a crapo recession and you have some opportunity. Like, I don't see why you would do this now. I understand the desire to like want to do this, but I don't know. Like, I feel like why now? That's what I'm, that's where I land. Even though I know I'm not supposed to do market timing. It's like silly not to, it's, it would be silly to ignore the fact that we've just had this wild run up in real estate prices. And without a gun to your head, I think that I might be much more inclined to say like, hey, you know what? In two or three more years when you guys are living together, let's see where you are. Maybe you do want to buy a house then. Maybe like be living rent free, free as possible. Maybe it's not. Maybe we buy a home that is in the family. I'm not even sure about this, but I just put this out there as like, I don't know. I don't see why we have to worry about like buying the top of a market 
right now? Because I don't think you're going to get, you know, the whole the real estate and the appreciation is like, it's just appreciation, but it's also income. It's like two components. And if you're the income part is not there, even in the short term, I don't see why the appreciation would be there. I, I'm not saying that real estate's a bad investment for everyone listening. I just think that given all the great stuff going on in your life, I don't see why we would want to tie up money from in an investment property today, unless someone turned around to you and said, oh, listen, this family property is here and we're going to give you a great deal on it and like do it, pull the trigger right now. I'm pretty conservative by nature, so it's definitely resonating. And if I didn't want to listen to your guys' thoughts or opinions on it, I wouldn't have uh, reached out to you guys. Would you, would you have to spend that whole $100,000 to do this? No, no, no. I, so the properties I'm looking at are closer to uh, like $180,000 range. So 30% down closing costs, it would probably be 70 grand. I mean, it's not that much money overall. I still think the premise is that like, why am I buying into a market? It's like you said, calling me up last November and being like, I want to buy tech stocks that are up a gazillion percent. And I look at the chart and I look at the timing and I look at this and I'm like, well, why not buy other things that are relatively better value? That's how I come at this. And the property would be in Florida? Uh, yes. Are you from Florida? Do you have any ties to Florida? No ties to Florida. I am not. I am. I don't know why I'm feeling like negative about this, but I'm going on the record saying I feel negative. And Richard, you're going to do what you want to do. I get it. But I don't think this is in your best interest. So with that money, would you say that I should just keep building it up on the side for a potential you know, primary house in the future? Or would you put it uh, where would you park it besides? Uh, I mean, maybe S&P 500 index would be your best. Yeah. Option. I would say like a, a like some blended approach that either, you know, in that Robinhood account, you've got an S&P 500 fund. You should probably buy a little bond fund. You should have the money in there, build it up, keep the money that you need. I mean, if you're really not going to need this for two or three years, then I would kind of just be a little bit more measured. I wouldn't be 90% in individual stocks. I think that I would be like 50-50. And put it this way, I feel a lot more comfortable buying stocks today, even if they go down by another 30%. We've already had like a sell-off that has gone on this whole year, you know? So I do feel like that's, I personally think you're in a better position to have appreciation in that scenario. I just do. I'm so, it's like very funny. This is a funny question to me because I usually love the idea of like, let's buy real estate and let's do long-term and I like this kind of thing. But I just feel like the time in the cycle is just not great. So that's where I come. And plus, like if you told me like, oh, I've, I found something in the neighborhood where we live and we're interested in, in buying it and renting it out, I, I would be more on board with that. But I'm not so crazy about dealing with this person across the country in a place that you're not that familiar with. That also kind of throws me off. Me too. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Um, All right. Any other questions, Richard, before you go plunk plunk down this money in Florida? No. I I mean, after you guys have talked to me about it and you guilt tripped me a little bit, I probably won't do this deal. Uh, I mean, I'm hearing what you're saying and it makes sense. And I've got my own personal thoughts on it and I needed someone to reassure me and uh, that's what you guys are doing. Yay. Good luck. Keep us posted. Thank you for getting back in touch with us. I'm sorry we didn't give you the exact answer you wanted, but we're very happy you joined us. If you, like Richard, are saving money like crazy, or maybe you're thinking about doing something big with real estate, or maybe you just want questions answered about, you know, how do you manage finances separately or together, whatever it is, just go to jillonmoney.com 
click the contact us button and let us know how we can help you out. Do also make sure that you check the box that says you want to come on the program because then Mark will do all of the hard work. So you can follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Do check out our other program. It's called Jill on Money. And when you're on our website, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It's really fun. Also on our website, you're going to see that you can do something else that's really fun. You can actually pre-order the book, The Great Money Reset, Change Your Work, Change Your Wealth, Change Your Life. Yeah, I banged that out this year. All right. So that is it. That is the program. Mark Tillerius here, that guy. He is the co-host. He is the executive producer of my life. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>